pas contesté Moi chanter qui la vérité Pas dire que vous autres savez Nous qui n'est plus de pour nous balouer This is a Sonic Street Technologies podcast series coming from the Pirate Radio studio set up at the Amplify exhibition, uh, which is uh, hosted here at the um, Teen Sheds Gallery, part of the University of Sydney. And um, this special Sonic Street Technologies is the name of a research project, and this is a, a segment that is uh, connected to that. Um, we are talking all things um, DJ. Uh, record collecting, sound system culture today here. Um, we've got a very special guest. I should introduce myself. My name's Moses Eaton. I'm part of this research project. I'm also a DJ producer myself with the Cumbia Cosmonauts project and other things. And uh, the special invited guest here today is Fabian Bolivar. And uh, can you introduce yourselves? You've got various <laughs> different um, artist names. Um, can you just tell us a bit about who you are and yeah, what those no, names firstly, are? Firstly, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate these spaces and the connection to music um, and how we can talk about it. So thanks for the invitation. Yeah, as you say, my name is Fabian Bolivar. I'm also known as uh, Señor Bolivar or Sir Bolivar here in Sydney. And yeah, I've just been like DJing for maybe over 10 years uh, in Australia, which is really good. And, and how, how did you first start DJing? What were oh, your beginnings? Wow. <laughs> the big question, right? It's, it's a bit funny and I'm not going to expand myself too much. But um, so it just started here in Australia. When uh, the first week I arrived here, um, I was uh, living in a share house. And one of my flatmates, uh, she knew one of the owners of a nightclub in King's Cross and they needed a DJ and I was like okay I can't do it I mean like I don't have much experience but I love music and I kind of managed to yeah to get a gig there and that's it I just started there very casual nothing like super prepared but then I just start learning straight in the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what were you DJing in those first gigs there? So at the beginning, obviously, um, I was DJing more like Latin music and and kind of like the alternative side of of Colombian music. Um, I remember at that point, uh, side bands like Side Stepper, uh, you know, Bomba Stereo or Sistema Solar. They were like kind of the big bands at the moment so I was kind of DJing that plus there was um, I think there, were, there was a genre called tropipop which was like tropical and pop music at the moment and I was kind of mixing all together with a little bit of like salsa, boogaloo and all that stuff like sometimes a bit commercial but sometimes like you know go deep in the roots and trying to put something different. And um, in, in the last few years, if you've been really curating your, your record collection, that, that, how did you... I mean, you, you DJ both, yeah, digital and, yeah. and records. But in terms of your records, um, when, when, when did you start collecting records? Seriously? Yeah, okay, cool. I think um, my first uh, record, the one that I bought, was obviously in Colombia when I was there. But, like, serious record collecting started probably, yeah, over 10 years ago. I can't remember, but... Um, it was on that time where 
the record was picking up again, like after it was dead for a while because CDs was the big thing. And I was actually playing with CDs here at the beginning in Sydney. I was playing with a Denon CD player and stuff. But then, you know, I got connected with the records because there were some labels releasing new records, right? Like, like new music, not new just music. like old music. No, re-release. new music, yeah. press, pressing records. And there was probably like, for instance, I, I remember I bought um, one of the first releases of um, Onda Tropica, which is kind of like 11 years ago. And yeah, I was really connected by the fact that I could explore more the music, get a booklet, pictures, information, you know. So yeah, you start recording all the time, or buying these records, yeah. And and um, what motivates you to DJ then with records as opposed to with CDs or, or other formats? Yeah. I think it's the... Um, is the connection and the appreciation with the music. I feel like when I get the record, I ha- I appreciate it more. Like I can just sort of like play it and I can just uh, listen different parts and discover more elements. I'm also a graphic designer, that's my profession. And I love the art of the records, the, you know, even the pictures or the graphics. So. It's just like it has a, a meaningful thing for me and the sound, the experience. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, like after a while when you start DJing with digital, um, it becomes really kind of like easy, you know, to sort of like mix things and sync and everything. I feel like with records it's also a challenge, but it also sort of like if you bring 10 records to a gig, you have to play those 10 records, you know? <laughs> when you have a USB full of 400 tracks, it's, um, it's hard because you like have so many options and you could end up playing the same. Yeah, so of course, to, to bring those 10 records, you spend a lot of time at home oh, preparing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like, yeah, it's very hard <laughs> always to choose. Actually, to choose these two records took me a while, but it's good, it's fun. And um, how does your collecting records um, drive your DJing then, you know, with this idea of, well, you're only going to take a hand, like a limited number of records to a mm-hmm. gig, how, how does your collecting yeah, then drive what you would play as opposed to maybe digital? Like what sort of music, the genres? Yeah, or, or how does it impact your, the way that you DJ or what you DJ? I think it's good because I ended up like sometimes... You know when you are at home playing music and you say, ah, oh, this track is kind of okay, but I'm not sure about it. But, you know, like I bring it to the DJ gig and then it's the side B, let's say, and you play it with a great sound system and then you kind of see the, the reaction of the people and it's amazing. Like sometimes you think like some tracks are not going to be like that great in the dance floor, but then when you play it, is you see the reaction and it's the opposite. It's actually really good, you know, because you have an idea in the studio, but then once you take it to the gig, the reaction, the environment, and the energy is there. So it's different, which is great. And 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 how does your DJing drive your collecting? As in, like, how do you know what to collect, what you look for? I know you're quite yeah. particular in 
in, in what you look for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, so basically I've been always focused on music that has uh, percussion or like this sort of Caribbean tropical vibe. I've been always focused on that. But also like I don't really, I don't have a specific sort of like decision to like if I hear something from like electronic with tribal music, I love that as well. I actually, I actually have a second project which is more like electronic music based and it That's has to Ox, be the same. Oxcar, yeah? Oxcar, yeah. yeah. And it has to be with, you know, percussion. So, yeah, I kind of like, I just, seriously, if, you know, like when you listen a track and gives you goosebumps or like an, an energy, like if I really like, I just get the record or something like you know. You've just mentioned energy a couple of times, and I noticed on your records you brought in today, um, you've got a little, you've got some little stars or little dots <laughs> yeah. on there. Can you explain a, yeah, that a bit? So your your system of classifying system, your tracks. <laughs> my system is very like I don't know, probably a lot of people use it or not. But basically, what I do is just I'll, I put a little sticker in the corner, and I just put the VPM, and then I have like dots, which kind of tells you if the track depends of the energy of the tracks so it's very personal but I, if i if there is three three dots it's a good track it's like good energy if there is four like definitely that's a killer track and it's a dance floor like hit and there is if there's two dots it's okay i mean like you can dance and stuff like that but maybe you know it's for the beginning of the set a bit more chilled <laughs> more chill kind of so thing. do you have one dot two or do it have to be two dots two I could do one dot, but then it depends <laughs> how, how many tracks. I Zero select. dots, you fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many dots. <laughs> and um, do you think of your do you think of your collection as an, an archive? Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely a library. You know, I feel like once you start collecting records, um, and when I started, it was a bit easier. I find that it wasn't that expensive and <laughs> on my when I went to Colombia you know I was buying records and it was kind of anything that was good you would yeah cool, yeah cool. that's yeah. it but then you forget that's it the record is there and then you just one day okay maybe let's go and check what I have here from Colombia or whatever and then you realize wow this is amazing I'm just gonna bring it back to the party to the event so it's definitely plus you learn because every time I grab one of the records I just maybe Google the, the artist or the song and then, or sometimes the lyrics. I like to explore also the lyrics because usually this music is either in French or Brazilian music or, well, if it's in Spanish, it's fine. But yeah, I try to translate what the meaning of the, the, the lyrics are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it makes you look uh, like it really makes you try and like, focus on a particular track to discover more details and mm. before you play it yeah yeah definitely it's not just having the track in your usb park there and that's it you know like i find that definitely you learn a lot by re by collecting records definitely mm. and then you mentioned like you, you know, you'll pull a record out that you've had for a while but you sort of maybe didn't appreciate it in the same way and you listen mm. again and yeah that happened to me often i mean like well um, I had some records that at that time wasn't that big for me, you know, because maybe it was too chill and I was maybe trying to get more into the upbeat. But then 
you see is like the side B is more like a chill sa song and it's really also nice. So yeah, you it's not it's endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how do you see your um your music collection or your record collection as part of your identity? Mm. Or or is it or do you, or do you see it as, as as part of your identity, I guess is the way to ask. Hundred percent. I yeah, think yeah. You know, if anyone goes to my house and see what I have, like my records, they will see what kind of person I am. And <laughs> like, you know, I'm very like colorful, I think. Uh, you know, just, I like fun things. I like, and the music is like that, you know, like Latin music is very bright and colorful, but it could, could also have that deep, you know, drumming percussion uh, vibe. So I have that in my personality as well, my <laughs> identity. <laughs> and then you have always have energy levels that go up and down. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've, you've, you've played on, on some custom-built sound systems. Um, can you tell us a bit about that experience? Yeah, so obviously once you start like digging the records and you're trying to achieve the best sound possible to get there from this format, which is really... It's beautiful, but sometimes it's hard to maintain. <laughs> but it just makes it particular, right? The cracks, the noisy kind of thing. So I ended up, you know, um, getting one of these um, Condesa mixers, which is like... Oh, ah, yes, yeah, 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 with the knobs instead knobs, of the, yeah. of the um, faders. Faders, right. Yeah, so with nice circuits and nice sound, so that's kind of like... You know, you, I like it, and just to get that warm song or war, warm audio from the record, it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And then, um, but I guess I was referring to like you played on El Gran Mono, for example. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not sure if you played on Honey Trap, maybe. Yeah. Oh, other sound uh, systems. The yeah. Paramara, Paramara how, how, how does that festival? compare versus to just going to a bar or a club with his? Okay. Yeah. I get your question now. Uh yeah. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, like. Last time I played with El Gran Mono Big Sound System, it was epic. I think it's my first time playing with a, a Caribbean sound system. Like a pico. A uh, pico. It's, it's, you know, it's a big part of our culture and identity in the Caribbean coast of Colombia. But I never was, like, I never was exposed to that because I'm from Bogota. So, which is high up in the mountains, yeah, away from the Caribbean. Away, coast, yeah. away from the Caribbean. So, the first time that I was kind of getting that connection was here in Australia, <laughs> which is interesting, <laughs> right? And it was just amazing. I mean, it's all about is like what happened around the sound system. You know, people get super excited. It's super colorful. People get dancing. The bass also. It's really nice, it's warm, so makes the music more prominent. So, and last time when I played at Paramara Lanes with uh, Honey Trap Sound System, it was the same kind of vibe. You, you know, you play one track and then you realize like, wow, this is sound really, really nice here. Because when you play it at home, obviously you are limited. But yeah, it's kind of like you explore different sounds from that record. Mm. And and how do you think uh, does that inspire you in some way, or uh, you know, 
the custom built sound system set up you know in terms of collecting like vinyl and paying that extra attention to music does mm -hmm. that is there a connection you think definitely mm -hmm. i think that's definitely a big connection and with people that even know even don't have that attention to sort of like big sound system or records you know when you are playing with records sometimes well depends of the stage people tend to to find interesting when when the dj is playing records right and then sometimes come over and ask you ah what is that record you know I, i've been playing in also bars or little clubs and people come over and say like oh, i love that uh, cover, you know, so it's sort of like creating that, and also with the sound system, it's like people is exposed to another part of the craft of the DJ, you know, like there's little things that connect everything. Mm. Yeah, mm. and um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I think maybe finally, I'm just interested to hear what some of your future plans are in terms of how, how you've already done so much in the music world from producing, collecting records, DJing. Mm. Uh, playing all types of gigs and um, recording in all sorts of formats. What, what, what would you still like to do? What are some of your future aspirations? Yeah, well, I, I keep like <laughs> collecting records. More records. More records is an addiction. But uh, no, I mean, in terms of the gigs, um, what um, so the plans is like, yeah, I have a few plans for the next year just to record for bigger sort of like, not labels, but it's uh, maybe... Um, channels that also bring this kind of music so I have a few ideas and you know like um, I have this project called Discoteca Tropical with Juana the Foxy Fox and the idea is just to get into festivals and bigger exposure you know that's what I mean like we're trying to expose because in Sydney it's a bit narrow sometimes the the gigs that you can participate of like caribbean or latin music or you know souk or whatever so we're trying to expand that and get people to know that we have this space and it's not only for our people it's for everyone so we love any culture anyone to come and dance and just feel the music you know so the idea is just to make that project bigger and get to bigger festivals and yeah and, and yeah great and if people want to check out some of these upcoming work what's the best way to follow your yeah your, cool your, your so work? you can follow me on instagram of course is right now the best way sir bolivar or you can follow discoteca tropical australia and we always you know post or release all the events in there in those platforms as well as my SoundCloud and everything else yeah, yeah. cool and he brought in two records so we yeah. already heard one at the beginning uh, the beginning of this podcast what um, can you tell us just briefly what that why he brought that record in yeah okay so that's because uh, you know you interview another my like a few friends <laughs> and I know they're gonna bring some Colombian music, but I decided to go cheeky and bring something different, right? <laughs> so I went more to the Caribbean side, to the Antilles of Caribbean, and this is from Guadalupe. I brought two records released on the same year, 1987. And the first one was by Eric Kosake. And yeah, I love this tune because it's like in the 106 BPM, but has a really 
great energy, as I say, and in the middle of the track, you explore more, more, more elements. Um, these two records are basically a genre called woka music, which um, in Creole, French Creole, means uh, big drums. So yeah, I've been like exploring a lot of this um, music and soak music, all this Caribbean side, because in Colombia we were influenced a lot by this music, you know. Uh, we actually have mu songs from artists, from Colombian artists that are kind of the duplicates of yeah, the- Yeah, they're like covers. Covers, yeah. right? So going to the origins is when you start and you understand like, oh, wow, they got insp inspired by these artists and then they brought their own versions. Mm. So yeah, I brought this to, to Goa uh, Records. This is some of your um, archival digging, I guess. Yeah, this it's is like, this is archive, yeah. definitely. And what so that's the first um, record you played? Can you play us? Um, tell us what the second record is, and then yeah, we'll listen to a track from that. To, yeah, yeah, I'll play to this say one. goodbye to yep. conclude the podcast. Thank you so much, uh, Sir Bolivar. No, thanks, man. Thanks for the invite. Mil gracias. <laughs>